to The Lifted Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Denham. I'm a confidence mentor for women, and this is a place for us to talk about what we're doing every day to raise our vibration and understand ourselves more deeply as energetic beings and co-creators. My intention is to help you clear out any mental or spiritual blocks that are keeping you from leading the most happy, fulfilling, successful life that you could possibly lead. This podcast is about activating our highest potential, healing in mind, body, and spirit, and above all, holding space for our humanity as we create our own versions of heaven on earth. Hello, hello. It's a rainy day in Maine over here and it's quite beautiful. You know, sometimes we love a misty moment. It makes me want to make some tea and snuggle in with a book or perhaps watch some Twilight or some Harry Potter. You know the vibes. I have to actually make sure that I don't watch Harry Potter too often because um, I could watch it all the time. It's It's like a comfort blanket for me when I feel like I need a little boost. Okay, I digress, but it's a really special feeling when it rains recently only because having spent a couple years in California, it really was rare that it would rain. And when it did rain, it was such a special thing for the community in Topanga. We would all go outside with our rain jackets and our rain boots on and go splash around in the puddles. And, you know, the brown kind of earth would turn green overnight. All the plants and the trees would come alive. It was just such a special thing that I had never really appreciated before, especially having spent most of my time on the East Coast. Like we we usually get annoyed here when it rains, but having spent some time in a more deserty area where we did like rain dances <laughs> when it would rain makes me have a whole new appreciation for this beautiful cycle and and just embrace it a little bit more, right? And I always think about that word higa that uh, the Swedes will use to to refer to cultivating a cozy home space, lighting candles, playing some jazz, like anything to kind of romanticize the weather when it gets down. I think also growing up in Maine, like we definitely had to do that in the winters too, like figure out how to make uh, a winter feel beautiful and warm, even though it was frigid. You have to really get into it and embrace it. So I hope you guys are enjoying whatever circumstances you're met with today. And yeah, okay, let's get into this episode, shall we? I was thinking about what I wanted to chat with you all about. And I think sometimes I focus so much on healing a negative or heavy part of life, which is beautiful. Um, But I thought, you know, let's like, let's talk about and focus on the more positive aspect of our relationship with ourselves and talk about what it would feel like to fall in love with ourselves. Perhaps again, you know, I think we come into this world as children, not self-conscious. We're just not self-conscious. You know, there comes a moment probably when we're like eight, 10, where we look in the mirror for the first time and we self-actualize and We start to pick apart our bodies, especially our appearance. Uh, We start to become very aware of how we're behaving uh, because we're, you know, our brains are developing. Um, But it's like from then on out, we've got to decondition and reprogram ourselves. And, you know, that can take a couple decades to figure out for real, you know, and it's not just our caretakers that 
we, a lot of us have wonderful, wonderful parents and, and upbringings, but it's just society at large, especially with women in which we get programmed to fall out of love with ourselves in so many ways. Um, so let's talk about reigniting that feeling of adoration for who we are and learning to be okay with that again. So as we, as we're talking about kind of journeying back to childhood and in this state of innocence that we come into this world with, I want to encourage us to open up this conversation and this exploration with a blank slate. What if you just woke up today with a completely blank slate? Actually, like think of like Groundhog Day or think of, you know, any of those movies where they wake up with like amnesia and they're like, who am I? Like, what would you do if you woke up today having no recollection of your past, no recollection of any beliefs that had, you know, put you down or built you up? You just got a blank slate. How would you act and behave in that case? And the reality of this is we do wake up every day with some level of a blank slate where we get to choose and curate our thoughts. We get to cultivate our experience and we get to really start fresh. So this is where you get to reconfigure and hone in again on what your highest self looks like and what the most powerful version of you would look like without any limitations or rules. Because what gets in the way is the word, but basically we're like, Oh, I want to become like this kind of person, or I want to do all these things, but I can't do this. My past experiences make it so that I can't do that, which is just a false narrative. It's just a belief system we get to break out of. I was listening to um, an Abraham Hicks snippet the other day saying exactly that. She was saying, you know, we get into the vortex basically, and we're rolling, we've got this beautiful momentum going. And then we say, but, <laughs> and that immediately takes us out of the vortex. So let's remove the, the conditioning of something hindering our potential. You know, just they're just past stories. So not to invalidate our experiences, but um, let's take the approach of a blank slate here and just having this forward momentum. So as you're listening to this, you know, take a moment to think about, okay, without any stories of who I am and without any connection to my past, positive, negative, whatever, who would I become if I had no parameters? And that's where you can really start to understand what your soul's desires are and what you're, you're really here to play out and experience and dive into your purpose a little bit more. And I know we've talked about this before as well, but I really do believe that our purpose ebbs and flows and changes and our soul callings and our desires can change over time so that we can fully self-actualize and experience our potential in this lifetime. And that's going to mean a lot of different things are encompassed and experimented with. So thinking about what you would do if everything was available to you, if you really could just start painting on this blank canvas or writing on this blank page, what would you do? Just allow yourself to flex that imagination practice for a moment because I think we can get really into the hamster wheel. Like we have a goal, right? We'll set a goal and we'll say, okay, here's X, Y, and Z that I need to do to achieve this. And we'll work on that X, Y, and Z for years and years at a time or weeks and weeks at a time. And we can get, even though it's productive per se, we can get stuck in that loop and it can, it can put a cap on us. So let's use our imagination to break through these cycles even more. 
um, and break out of the glass ceilings that we've placed on ourselves. And just, I think the question here is how can we have more fun? What would make this a more fun experience? Now, as we, as we move into having that more fun experience and cultivating that joy more and more as a lifestyle, we're going to be faced with challenge. Um, and we'll get into that in a minute too, of how to embrace that challenge and how to move through that with, uh, with grace and with groundedness. Um, but it can be fun to explore. Okay. Let's just like wipe away everything that I've thought I should be doing for just a moment and reassess where my joy lies and where my fulfillment lies right now. So once you've got that in mind, um, you know, and this all ties into falling in love with ourselves again, because what we're doing is really beginning to nurture ourselves, perhaps for the first time, like a newborn, let's, let's refer to it like as a seedling, like we've planted this seed of desire in the universe. We've planted this seed of love, um, and life basically through ourselves. And now our work is to water it. So how do we water a new seedling in a garden? You know, we give it sunlight, we give it attention. We really give it attention for life to flourish. It needs love, attention, and, um, you know, some loving strategy perhaps. So as we're talking about curating this, this beautiful life kind of from the ground up and falling in love with ourselves all over again for who we are. Think about what habits need to come into play that would really help your seedling start to sprout and grow into this beautiful tree so that the roots can really dig deep and your branches can reach up and spread wide. Um, and this is why having habits come in and having discipline in your life is so imperative because it is the watering. Um, and you know, it's not supposed to be easy all the time. I think we live in a time where everything is so available to us and everything is so easy that we actually have to go out of our ways now to create challenge for ourselves. And I think we need that. I think it actually breeds fulfillment to have a level of challenge on a daily basis, but we're constantly being told and sold that, oh, let's just create more convenience in your life. But that's creating a population of us that, you know, just sits around and does nothing all day to an extent, you know, or we're just stagnant. We're just not doing much in the world. We're not creating a lot of resistance in a good way and a lot of um, opportunity for challenge. And I'm speaking for, for myself here because I've had to take a look at my lifestyle and be like, okay, I'm, I'm pretty sedentary in some ways. Like as someone who is always creating and working from home, like I really have to push my boundaries to make sure that I get out of the house every day. I socialize enough. Um, I'm around people enough because otherwise I can get in this very, um, uh, secure bubble that definitely needs to get broken. Um, so that's where a lot of my mindfulness is coming in. It's like, I, I try to set an intention every day. I've got to leave the house and do something new or break my patterning in some way, which is actually beautifully proven to help with dementia and Alzheimer's as well. Taking new paths, going to new restaurants or cafes that you wouldn't normally go to, taking a new route to work, for example, walking on a different path. This is all really healthy for our brain and our systems. So yeah, this is where creating positive challenge for ourselves is really going to help us not only love ourselves and, and tend to ourselves, body, mind, and spirit. It's also going to create respect for ourselves when we, when we push the boundaries of our, our, um, 
our upper limits. You know what I mean? So think about ways in which you can water yourself. First of all, by getting out of the house, being around people more often. Another aspect here that, um, people are starting to talk about more and more is that we've lost third spaces in society. So what is a third space? A third space is a gathering place. That's not the office and not the home. It used to be, you know, if you're 30, like me around this age, like our parents would have kind of like watering holes, if you will, where everyone would go hang out. Like they all might meet at the same park to hang out and like bring their picnic blankets and some wine and they'd play games in the park or, you know, there would be more like town squares where people would just go hang out. Like they would just hang out. I mean, if you were in college and you remember like just hanging out in like common room dorms, dorm spaces, like it's really necessary to have these third spaces that we can go that aren't work or home. And I think social media has become a third space for, for many people. Um, and it's just, it's just not a proper third space. It's not healthy because it's not social. So I I'm (laughs) totally projecting here, but I think most of us can relate to this, right? Like this is not an environment that's conducive to our health and our growth and our well-being. So we've got to make an effort to go out of our way to create those third spaces to connect with one another. Um, so this is where we can talk about, dating ourselves basically and bringing ourselves into the world uh from that perspective so when when i talk about dating ourselves think about like if you were dating somebody if you're single right now or or with your or if you're with a partner already think about what a really fun date would be for you guys and you know how that would integrate with a more social aspect so for me that's really looked like more physical activity or yoga when i think of someone i want to date i think of someone who's um very spiritual helps me to push my boundaries really kind uh, really curious intellectual so when i think of falling in love with myself uh, being single right now i'm like okay how can i get myself into those environments where that desire is stimulated so that's looked more like going to yoga classes um, getting better at running so that I can join running clubs because I bet I'm going to meet people that I really love in those circles. Um, it means joining writing groups because I've really enjoyed writing recently, um, speaking poetry. So uh, I've been I'm really making an effort recently um, to to think about how I can cultivate more experiences like that and more third spaces that are not on social media. Why am I losing my train of thought right now? Because <laughs> I had another thought and then I wanted to say this. Does this sound like you? You've hit a plateau in life and just don't know where to turn. It's like, you know you're ready to feel better, but what does that look like and how do you get there? I know what that feels like to basically throw everything at the wall in the wellness and meditation world, but not getting results, feeling frustrated, even trying therapy, but nothing seems to help. That was me 10 years ago. If you're like me, you're ambitious, you're ready and willing to change, you know that it's possible to lead a fulfilling and peaceful life, you know that you could feel more confident in who you are, but you just don't know where to start or how to keep building on your foundation. This is exactly why I've created the Confidence Mentorship. Our work together is to bring loving awareness to those limiting beliefs and alchemize them so that you can finally step into the woman you've always known you could be and bring you back home to yourself. What I love about this 16-week program is that we initiate huge action in your life to help you evolve into your highest self at 10x speed. 
It's been absolutely amazing to see my clients literally quantum leap from week to week, but don't take it from me. Just head to my website. You can see the testimonials. But if this feels like a full body yes already as you're listening, you can just go to the description linked below and book a free clarity call with me to explore this private one-on-one mentorship container together. Okay, back to the episode. Oh yeah, the glow up. Okay, so what I've been doing is about every month, I'll make a list in just my notes app um, and it'll be a glow up list, like how I wanna glow up this month. So a couple months ago, it was appearance-based. It was like, okay, let's focus on the hair, skin, nails, etc., because that always boosts my self-esteem. It's a sign of self-respect. Um, and I really, I cherish those moments of just up-leveling appearance, to be honest, because feeling like I'm at, my at the top of my game in that way helps. So I focused a lot on body and appearance recently. Now I'm focusing more on hobbies. Like how can I make myself a more well-rounded person? Um, Practicing Spanish for a trip to Costa Rica, for example, or really getting better at writing and dedicating myself to writing and meeting and writing groups like I was mentioning earlier and all of these things to boost my intellectual capabilities. Um, So I would totally encourage you to do the same thing, like create a glow up list in your notes app and just think about like, how do you want to up level your life? Um, Is it mind that you want to focus on body or spirit? Is it all of it? Um, But it's a great way to have like a little checkpoint every once in a while. And this is not to self deprecate or, you know, think about how we're falling short of something. It's more to just like keep growing, keep up leveling, keep shedding those old layers. And it's so rewarding to look back on, you know, where I was, for example, like a year ago, not taking care of myself in certain ways. And then seeing how that's changed and how I I just love being myself even more. Um, something else that's been on my glow up list for sure has just been learning how to cook more nutritional things and make different kind of smoothies and juices. And it's so rewarding to feel like I can provide for myself in that way. And I don't need to outsource that to somebody else and that I can really take care of myself. Here I am at 30 years old, just learning how to cook some of the basics, but, um, I've been trying to like cook a new recipe every week. So I think when we're referring to falling in love with ourselves, this really ties in with goal setting to build our confidence, like just little things, little things that are going to round us out uh, as people that we really enjoy being, right? So that's all kind of under the guise of talking about maintenance for self-love, you know, um, as we're talking about dating ourselves and dating other people, it's like dating means upkeep and maintenance and, and constantly checking in and saying, how are you feeling? How are you doing? So I know we started this off talking about beginning with a blank slate and projecting that vision forward, Um, but absolutely taking space to forgive ourselves for the past in any way that we need to, because I think what hinders a lot of us from truly deepening our connection with ourselves is shame. It's shame. We carry shame from past experiences, past relationships, any, any points of rejection, redirection, you know what I mean? Uh, that have put a story in our minds of, oh, I wasn't good enough there. If you haven't listened to my last episode, by the way, it's a great time to do that because I really dive into this topic more about releasing shame and unworthiness. Um, But yeah, reaching a point of peace with the past and just letting the past be the past without feeling like we need to prove ourselves to the things or places or events that didn't work out and just recognizing that it's just not part of our path. Just 
focusing your eyes forward instead of looking back can be so helpful. Um, but just accessing that forgiveness and that state of peace, uh, first and foremost, to be able to start fresh. I want to dive a little bit more into the body right now, as well as a portal for healing, um, and, and recognizing the medicine and the wisdom that our body carries. You know, I think our body absolutely carries cellular memory and it carries trauma and it carries patternings and it carries all of these pathways to keep us safe. So if you find that you are in um, a stagnant state or looping in a place of suffering, I would encourage you to go to the body for healing, for healing. And whether that's dancing, a static dance to shake that out or breath work to move that oxygen into the dead stagnant cells and break that up. Just remember that your body is the portal for spiritual connection and it holds so much medicine. And I think we sometimes discredit our bodies for the magic that they are and as the temples that they are. And that's really what yoga is about, is preparing the mind for meditation to build that fortitude in the body so that we can go deeply inward. Yoga is all about getting the body primed for sitting in practice, which is such a cool thing that I only learned a few years ago about yoga and it's made me want to get a lot more into yoga. I think that's my one of my big intentions for this year is to just like deepen a yoga practice. But Remember that the body holds all of these codes. So if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling out of touch with yourself or you're not loving yourself, like you know that you could go to the body, ask the body, what do you need? Is it more stretching? Is it more movement that's high intensity? Um, and I know that you will notice as you improve your nutrition, as I've improved my nutrition, I've noticed this, that, um, my spirit lifts hugely because I feel like when I eat a salad or I drink a green juice or something like that, it's when I drink it, I'm sending a resounding message to my body that says, I love you. I'm going to nourish you with this. This is medicine. I'm bringing medicine into you. So the body's a beautiful way to start this journey forward with loving yourself. And again, it's, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do, but it becomes addictive to treat ourselves well over time. And that's what I've noticed. You know, I definitely still like want a French fry and a chicken nugget. Okay. <laughs> but the more that I like integrate more healthy nutrition into my day to day recently, the more I crave it, like I crave it. And I can tell the morning I would next, like if I don't eat well or healthy for a day, I wake up the next morning with brain fog or I don't feel good or I feel self-conscious. So like, as you keep practicing instilling these healthy patterns and these, this healthy nutrition and this healthy movement, your body, you will crave it. You will crave it. So you just have to trust the process and start to stack those habits so that you can see the reward on the other side. Just got to trust the process. Um, but yeah, so, and, and part of the fun of that is like making, experimenting with new recipes, part of the fun of life and just have fun with it. The next part of falling in love with ourselves, I think is also celebrating our small wins. I think a lot of us wait to celebrate until we hit these big milestones, but I would really encourage you to celebrate your smaller wins on a daily basis. Like before you go to bed, really First of all, great memory practice. 
Recall your entire day from start to finish, like in detail as you're going to bed. It's a great memory practice and you get a better objective perspective on how you're actually spending your days, what you might want to tweak and, and adjust in the following days, and then really celebrate yourself. Say, say to yourself, I'm really proud of you today for doing this. Maybe that is having a, a green juice. I'm so proud of you for doing this. Or maybe that is like sending an email that you were putting off for a long time, but really acknowledging yourself, giving yourself that positive reinforcement for what you've done well during the day so that you can keep building on that. And that's going to release a beautiful, you know, effect in the mind, a little dopamine release for pleasure, you know? Saying, saying to yourself, you did a great job today. I'm so proud of you so that you seek out that same reward over and over again. Um, yeah. And then also acknowledging, okay, where could I have loved myself more deeply? You know, how do I not want to feel? Cause that's also an important part of this, you know, acknowledging what's not working and shedding those layers so that that doesn't repeat itself, not beating yourself up for those moments, but just acknowledging, okay, that didn't feel great today. I'm going to do that differently tomorrow. Finally, Gratitude cannot coexist with anxiety and self-harm and self-hatred. When we're in a state of gratitude, we're in a state of heart coherence. We're in a space of openness and expansiveness and appreciation. And it's really almost impossible to be anxious when we're in a state of gratitude. So when you find yourself sinking into states of sadness or sorrow or depletion, if you can just find the moment to say, hey, what are you grateful for right now? I know we hear this all day, every day, get into the gratitude zone, but um, yeah, it's medicine. <laughs> it's very effective. Even if you have to trick yourself into it for a moment, but be like, okay, well, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for my coffee. I'm grateful for this, nah, nah, nah. but keep going with it. And you will notice that there's a resonance that builds, you know, you'll start to say, wow, I'm actually really grateful for my health. I'm grateful for the health and well-being of my family. I'm grateful for this beautiful community that I'm surrounded by. I'm grateful that I have clean air and clean water. I'm grateful for da da da, you know, and it builds this resonance and this momentum and it will boost you out of your anxious state. So yeah. Okay. This was a lot of roundabout of talking about falling in love with ourselves again, but to recap, it's really a cultivation of building a positive relationship with ourselves and kind of dating ourselves in a new way, starting with a blank slate. Like if this is a new experience for you, consider it like getting into a new relationship. How do you want to water this relationship, water this seedling so that it can grow and blossom in a really beautiful way? Start fresh, just start fresh and use your imagination to alter the vision that you've had for your reality going forward to break a glass ceiling, make it a little grander, make it a little bigger, make peace with the past and just start again, start fresh, look to the body for healing, look to the body and ask your body what it needs for medicine and develop those habits, that discipline and those small goals that you can reflect on every day to bring you closer to cohesiveness and heart coherence. And yeah, celebrate yourself. Beautiful. Bye.
All right, my friends, thank you so much for being here and hanging out today. I hope you're feeling inspired and lifted and called to action. As always, everything you might want to know about is linked in the description below. And if you feel like a buddy might benefit from this information and this conversation today, send it along, maybe share it to your stories. And if you feel called to leave a review, I would be so deeply grateful, but I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I'm so grateful that you're part of this community and I'll talk to you again on Wednesday. Bye for now.